Do I hear music? Sorry, I'm just trying to learn this program. I'm just pressing buttons, man. I don't know what I'm doing, man. Let me back out of this. I, once again, I just thought uh, you thought no. Forgot your Forgot password. password. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> you know you can save your password. For- I don't save passwords, sir. <laughs> you can save it as like. Don't save passwords. We're gonna do all these encounters in the dark. Then that's gonna be awesome. Hey everyone, welcome to the Gimme the Loot podcast, the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast whose DM is eternally grateful that his players don't take notes and seem to catch when he swaps around NPC names. My name is Turner, I'll be your dungeon master and voice of pre-show announcements at least until I can teach a chatbot to do one or the other for me. All right, episode three. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Once again, we really do appreciate you taking the time to add us to your podcast entertainment. If you're a new listener, don't worry. It doesn't make much more sense with the additional context. Just appreciate the dick jokes. If you do catch an inconsistency and really want to tell us about it, or if you have anything else you'd like to say, feel free to reach out to us at DM for Dungeon Master at gmdlcast.com. That's GMDLCast, which is also how you can find us on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at GMDLCast. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please take a moment to bop over and give us some feedback there. Not only will your rating help teach a computer to love, but specifically to love this podcast and make it more relevant in searches, remember that your feedback is the calamine lotion for the junk rash of our soul. Okay, great. Uh, real quick shout out to Conversapiens, a podcast that was kind enough to have me on to talk Dungeons and Dragons, the history of D&D and what it's like to play D&D in, in the fifth edition. Just a couple more things before we get onto the show. First of all, go vote. Clearly you're a person of great intelligence, wit, and humor as you listen to this podcast, and you should be involved in deciding who runs our country. Secondly, we're not doing a ton of online marketing just yet, so please take a moment to tell somebody about this podcast and tell them to listen. Word of mouth is a huge help for starting podcasts, and clearly a person of your sterling caliber character has friends of similar wit, character, and interests who would enjoy this podcast just as much as we enjoy making it. Cool. On to a quick intro, recap. And then the show. This is a chonky, kind of thick episode. I almost debated splitting it up into two minisodes and releasing them one each week. But this is the midpoint of the introductory arc. I'm particularly excited to get to the end of and release the boys out into the world in all their dysfunctional, brotastic glory. So strap in, grab a juice box, and enjoy the show. Joining us again this evening is Harlan playing Todd the Tiefling. Hello. 
What's going on? Anthony playing Baba the Barbarian, which is, I sound like a sheep when I say that. Good to meet you. Baba the Barbarian. <laughs> then we got Jamie as Eldrin, the ranger, right? Yo. Andrew as Moyle, the cleric. Hello. And Jazz as Fate, the wizard. Afternoon. Cool. So where we left off, just to recap where you guys were last time, you struck up a deal with the head of the lumberjack outpost to go out into the woods and find his missing team of men. You you know, trudged out into the forest, found their base camp, found a body at the base camp, which was trapped. Everybody got sprayed with a little bit of urine. As a result of that trap, and were taunted by a mysterious voice in a mysterious language. You guys investigated, I think, two of the 16 tents at the camp, at which point Todd the Tiefling got sprayed by a skunk, completing the round of trolling by your mystery assailants, at which point you guys gave up on your search and just continued down the path. You encountered a kobold who uh, seemed to be waiting in ambush, but he was in fact a trap himself as fate tumbled into a pit and combat ensued. You guys dispatched the kobold bold rather easily and pressed onto the forest. Evening fell and you guys made the very brave, very calculated decision not to camp, but to proceed to the forest in the dark of the night under the light of a new moon, which would be no light at all. You encountered a couple of magmen disguised as babies, which Eldrin did not hesitate at all to shoot a baby at a hundred paces, let the record show, despite Baba's heroic but ineffective attempts to stop him. And so that's kind of where we pick up you guys just killed these exploding babies in the middle of the forest. The sound of the explosion has kind of echoed off through the woods, and then the night has kind of crept back in, and the sounds of the surrounding forest start to pick back up. Again, it is an extremely dark evening. Not only is there not a, a moon present, but as you remember, there was a storm rolling in, and it seems to now that cloud cover is blocking out the stars for what seems like half of the horizon. It still is far enough away that there's no wind picking up, but it's contributing to some of the inky blackness that seems to be pressing in from the sides of the forest. You guys are still in the area where you encountered the magman, which is narrowed down from kind of a broader walking path that was an offshoot of the miner's woodland path to which narrowed down to almost a game trail. It's not, not quite there yet, but you can see a, a little bit further down, it narrows even further into a game trail. There is a berm kind of to the west of you that made up the small ridge that the trap kobold was on and that's where we we kind of left off and you guys were going to keep tracking your quarry deeper into the forest in the middle of the night so baba and eldrin let's go ahead and start the session off with you guys giving me survival rolls to pick up the trail and go forward at this time 15 it's relatively easy to pick up the trail. It's not dusty. The ground is is firm, but it's still a well-worn trail, and you can still see a set of footprints. And even with a, a 15, I'll let you figure out that you, you're probably tracking five kobolds at this point based off of the guy you killed up on the hill earlier, and you've got a little bit better feel for the size and shape of the monster that you're going after so that you could identify it as, as five different guys. So their tracks continue down the trail that you're on. You guys, I'm assuming, are going to continue to keep, keep going at this point, keep tracking him down yeah i think so no oh, yeah no reason to stop now throw caution to the wind and let's just go we can the party yeah exactly you guys trudge forward in the evening refreshed your marching order for me i think i was in the lead and anthony was in the rear yeah i'm somewhere in the middle because i know somebody can't see anything yeah that's right moyle moyle can't see 
Yeah, so he, he was he was holding hands. We thought with Bobby. Yes. Wow, got this man holding hands. What's wrong with holding glands? <laughs> glands. <laughs> his hand was his hand was on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's dark. Maybe we don't we don't know what's going on. We have no clue what's going on back there. In fact, y'all are telling me I don't know what happened. Cool. Oh no. Tabaxis have tails, right? Yes. Yes, they do. All right, so we got two tail boys in the party then, both uh, Todd the Tiefling and, and Baba. We don't appreciate being called tail boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let the record show tail boy is not appropriate. <laughs> Very derogatory. <laughs> the tail beings, everyone knows that. As a matter of fact, fate just spits out this random unknown fact to the crew as we're walking through the forest. Did you know that the term tailboy, tabashi, which a lot of people call tabaxi, but it's actually pronounced tabashi, is known to be uh, a bit of a slur to them. Uh, Baba, has anyone ever used that term towards you in the past? Tailboy? No one's ever called me tailboy. But you're right, it is, it is tabashi. It's very, hard for, it's very hard for most people to say, so we, we allow tabaxi. But. Oh, it's... It is it is a thing that I learned, you know, studying in the in the wonderful libraries with, within CMA. Nerd. Yeah, that's that's something a high elf would say. Nerd. <laughs> We're going Eldrin, Todd, Fate, Moyle, Baba. So, all right, you guys pursue deeper in the forest, and sure enough, as you can see a little bit further down, the forest starts to crowd in on the path, and it narrows down to just a simple game trail, just this six-inch wide strip of plain dirt tracking through the the undergrowth of the forest with oaks kind of crowding up on the edge and, and visibility continues to get worse now as you move further into under a canopy of a really old forest you can tell that the there's no way that the logging company had come this far in yet and about another hour's trek we're at about 9 30 in the evening now the tracks that you're following break off and two of them go to the left of the trail Two of them go to the right of the trail, and one set just completely disappears. Oh, boy. Can we do a perception check? More of an investigation check. Okay. But yeah, you absolutely could. Just tell me what you're investigating. Oh, okay. So there's three trails. Two of them stay alive, and the other one dies. Is that right? You guys were tracking five kobolds, so there's five little dragony footprints in the dirt. Two pairs of footprints go off to the left, two pairs of footprints go off to the right, and one set just completely disappears. Is, is there anything above us? Yeah. Like, can we check? I mean, there's there's trees. There's, you can climb up into the canopy of trees and see what you can see, but I can't make any promises, even with dark vision. I would like to roll for an acrobatic <laughs> climb up a tree. All right, give it a shot. What do I do? <laughs> Dexterity <laughs> or no acrobatic? That's it, right? right? Just right. First, you put your first. You look for like a little part of the tree that has maybe a little ledge you can <laughs> grab onto. Maybe you ask somebody for a boost. I don't know. Roll a d twenty, dude. <laughs> He's climbing with style. Yeah. All right. So that's a a dirty twenty. Good job. So you see Todd go over to the tree and you hear him go, "Ready? Okay." And then how do you climb up the the tree, Todd? Oh, it's a it's like a a, a run into a somersault onto the first limb I can see. All right, you get up there, you're about 15 feet up at this point, and you can see trees, and there are some trees 
and you can see four dudes down on the ground underneath you and some more trees. Okay, no broken limbs, nothing. Uh, with my high vantage point, I, I can't see anything to the left or to the right that would see that they're still there. I'll give you, they're, they're not there. You know what I mean? They're, they're not in the tree that you're in and they're not right around the path. So they're way off, okay. Well, I mean, you can't see their tracks from up in the tree. No, I mean, if, you want to, if, if the guys down on the ground want to look around and try and see if they can pick up where the trails went, sure. But no, there's nobody up in that tree with you. And, and the canopy is thick enough that you're really only able to see a tree or two from where you're at, even with your dark vision. So the prints, they go off to the left and right. Are they just going into thicket? Yeah, they go deeper into the forest. Like they're off the path into the underbrush. Okay. Curious. Hmm. Yes, I see uh, I see that there's trees here. What are we looking at? Looks like trees. Uh, from where I'm standing, there's trees. With oh. your seventh survival roll, Fate, you are uh, pretty sure those trees are poisonous. Oh, no. Wait, the tree that I'm sitting on right now? You know, I, I think I studied these trees once. They do seem to look a little like uh, something, maybe a, a poison oak I heard of. Um, you know, it's a, it's a toxin that won't kill you necessarily, but definitely causes an extreme, extreme reaction. You know, rash, maybe some nausea, if possibly ingested. Definitely shouldn't touch any of this stuff. I don't think we should go into these trees at all. I'm going to go forward. They cause rash in the nether regions. Oh, no. <laughs> Would this be the tree that I'm on right now? That my nether- hey, Todd, you're going to get a junk rash. You might want to get out of there. Todd, being from the city, you are more than likely to not even question the information that you're receiving. Todd's getting splinters because he's from the city. <laughs> Todd does a front flip. Tries to land on his knee like a superhero. Oof. Well, you see Todd jump off the the tree branch and go for a flip, but his boot catches the back of it a little bit and it straightens him out and he just head straight down into the forest. Jumping mm. in like Luganus. <laughs> <laughs> what do we say? 15 feet up? Yeah. Three points of falling damage, Todd. <laughs> Three points. See, Todd. This is this is ridiculous. A headache and my balls itch. <laughs> Baba and Eldrin, you guys just start to get the feeling that something is not quite right. Moyle, go ahead and give me an insight roll. You also sense something? Like, something just doesn't feel right, but you have no clue on how to pin it down. Fate, give me a nature check. So, Fate, even with your limited experience outdoors, it does seem to have gotten awfully quiet you had really been appreciating the call of the northern night warbler just a minute ago and we're majestic we're about to regale everybody with a story about how they are the farthest migrating night bird but it just cuts off and now it's somewhat dead silent throughout the forest around you everyone did you hear that the warbler it's gone that can't be good everyone knows death approaches when nature approaches in silence it's a little too quiet it's a little too rough wait (laughs) Thank you. We should proceed with caution, but go to go the first way, the the straight way. We should stay on the path, right? Like it seems like a bad idea to go follow these tracks. Oh, okay. I don't. Well, considering the the poisonous trees, the poison, I'd really rather not. The poison go. oak is one reason for sure. I don't want uh, yeah. you know blisters on my nether regions. So, Todd, you got that one covered. Let's let you be the only one to have to deal with that. But beyond God, this is. Probably a trap. We should put the, the wizard in front. He, he falls for the traps every time he finds them for us. That's a good point. Uh, every's a bit of a loose term there. There's only been one trap thus far. And if you fell in one trap... You're one, you are 
correction. Cor- let me correct myself. There have been two traps. I've only fallen for one. If I remember correctly, our friend here fell for the other. Nerd school. Did they teach you about every nerd school? All right, let's go straight. Is everyone in agreement that we're going yes, straight? Yes, let's yes. Follow me. We'll go. Okie dokie. You guys continue down the game trail and it continues to get a little bit narrower and a little bit darker. And then, Baba, what's your armor class? 18. Sure, that's going to make it tough on this guy. So, but we're still going to roll it. Oh, and eight's definitely, I can do it. You guys see a, a wolf about the size of a small pony come bounding out of the underbrush, leap oh. at Baba, but Baba's barbarian sense must have been tingling because he ducks just in time and pulling Moyle down with him. And the dire wolf goes sailing over his head into the underbrush on the other side of the trail and disappears. <laughs> I'd say those reflexes were rather cat-like. They always are. Is, this, is these are the jokes that we're going to get the whole time here? <laughs> is, is these are the jokes we're getting the whole, the whole, the whole journey? I mean, this isn't really a time for this jokes. Is... Let's uh, let's look for the rest of these wolves because there's never always just one. There's got to be more coming here, guys. <laughs> At that moment, when you hear Eldrin say that, you guys can see probably about, I'm going to say, 50 feet away further down the game trail, another dire wolf standing in front of you. Well, shit. Uh-oh. Uh, Eldrin, I think you need to just fire your arrows. Isn't that what you do? Run. Yeah, let me uh, draw my bow. So let's go ahead and roll initiative. I will also let Moyle know what's going on, seeing as he saw none of this. <laughs> I got pushed down, but uh, do I still have uh, my torch? That must have gotten ditched in the last skirmish. I think we had you put it out at one point, right? Yeah. And as a kind and benevolent DM, this one time I will let you guys say that you lit the torch back up. After the amount of time you spent going into what Moyle was hanging on to as you walked through the forest, I really should be a dick about it. But if Moyle, if you want to say you turned your torch back on after you got uncomfortable hanging on to Baba's belt, um, <laughs> man, he's getting closer and closer to his nether regions. It was his hand a second ago, and that was his belt. I don't know what's going on back there in the dark. We got Fate with a 13, we got Eldrin with an 18. Baba killing it with a 20. Todd with a 21. And I can't see. Moyle, Moyle with a 3. <laughs> wow, okay. Who, who, who knocked me over? Was that Todd again? Was that clumsy Todd? I think because I was so low on the totem pole compared to everyone else's rolls that I should still be struggling to get up. Like, I'm like, my glasses, my glasses. Where are my glasses? <laughs> All right, Velma. One of the wolves still did manage to get a lower one than you, so apparently uh, it is also a little myopic, but there you go. Todd, you're up. Wait, how far away are they? There's one wolf that you can see that's 50 feet away, straight down the the trail in front of you. I can only attack from uh, 30 feet, right? Your movement is 30 feet. Do you have cunning action yet as a rogue? Yes, I do. Okay, so because you're a rogue... I can take two. No, you don't get two actions. Don't, don't be greedy, goddammit. Did you bother looking at any of the stuff that tells you what you can do during your turn and what actions are? And did you do any of that prior to this at all? No. No. <laughs> no. You did, didn't even open up the menu and look and see which buttons do what on your controller? Nothing? Definitely read it last week. I did my homework last week. Whether I understood everything? Not really. Right? There's a couple different things that you can do on an action. You can attack. You could cast a spell. You can dash. Do, taking the dash action lets you move double your movement speed. You can disengage, which means you can run away from an enemy without provoking an attack of opportunity. You can dodge, which gives attackers against you disadvantage. You can help, 
somebody who's close to you and give them advantage. You can hide. You can ready an action, which basically means you're delaying your turn for a specific set of circumstances. You can search. You can use a magic item. You can use an object or you can use a special ability. Now, with the rogues, rogues have a class feature called cunning action that lets them use certain actions as a bonus action, which is like an extra special type of action you can take on your turn. At second level with cunning action, I think you can disengage, dash, or hide. Mm -hmm. So you could use dash as a bonus action, run 60 feet to where the wolf is at, and then use your action to attack. That is what I will do. So you go down the game path full speed at this wolf and what are you doing i'm doing a, a jumping stab with my with my daggers i'm gonna make you do an acrobatics check for that <laughs> i will do acrobatics checks all day long because that is who i am all right mm. <laughs> all right you managed to 300 jump up in the air <laughs> and come down stabbing him in the face with what are you stabbing him with? I've, I've only got I've got two short swords. Was it two short swords? Yes, two short swords. Okay, well you can only use one of them yes. in this particular situation. So roll to hit. Thirteen. Thirteen does not hit. So you run and just gracefully leap up into the air through this perfect arc, like total action hero. Like somehow managed to pause and like hang there for a second in midair while the camera spins around you, and then you come down. Sword out thrust just an inch short of what you would have needed to be to hit the wolf in the face. So as you land, your short sword is literally like just touching the tip of this giant wolf's nose. And that brings us to Baba. You're up. Did uh, did you say it knocked me over? No, no, no. You just that was okay. just you ducking down under, and that was just coming. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I want to turn towards the bush that it went into. There's another one behind us, and already in action to. Stab it when it comes out. Cool. Eldrin, what you got? I'm. Do I have a line of sight on it still? Todd, how tall are you? Probably, I think, a 5'9", five 5'8", five around that time. Not, 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 yeah, around that height. I will say, yeah, you can get an arrow off on him, but if you crit fail, you're going to hit Big Todd. I want to cast my Hunter's Mark. Bonus action. So you still have an action left. And then I'm going to draw my bow, you know, looking majestic as shit. And I'm going to uh, <laughs> I'm going to fire it in the general direction of that wolf. The phrase of the day, majestic as shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Roll to hit. Oh. A nine. If that had just been one point lower, because you get plus seven on the bow. So you rolled a two. <laughs> had, you rolled a, had you rolled a one. Oh, you would have gotten Todd, but uh, no, instead you just, because you had forgotten your arrow at first and it took you a second to get it out, you didn't quite line it up well and it just sails off into the night. Todd, you hear this. Were you aiming at me or were you aiming at the die wolf? Listen. Were you aiming at? <laughs> and for the second time you hear as a random owl gets struck down. <laughs> That's going to get us over to fate. What you got? All right. So fate kind of grudgingly shifts his staff that he's been walking with this whole time into his left hand reaches into his cloak i really hate having to do this and draws an arrow out and fires off with his longbow because his staff that he's been carrying around is actually a longbow just kind of shaped as a staff nice so 15 15 <laughs> hits not you todd quit being a puss no. <laughs> all right so eight damage nice so that is uh you managed to step up next to the trained and accomplished archer and pull out your academics bow and zing an arrow 
I spooked him in your direction. That's what happened. <laughs> right in between Todd's legs into the haunch of this wolf. I do say, that was a good shot, wasn't it? <sighs> Beginner's luck. Baba, give me a perception check. I got you. That is not going to beat this wolf's hide check. He is going to have stealthed around behind you and jump out of the bushes and try and chomp you again there, Baba. And not just because you look like a cat, but because you look like a cat. And misses again. So if you want to go ahead and take your reaction at this point and take a swing at him since he attacked you, uh, go ahead. Okay. I will then raise my yuckla over my head and come down on top of it. Moyle, you're up. So we've only been attacking one of the two wolves, is that correct? Yeah, so one of the two had been hiding in the bushes, and it just jumped out of the bushes to attack Baba, and they exchanged a round of somewhat ineffective attacks against each other. That's That wolf is standing right next to you, Moyle, you and you and Baba. Then there's a little space in between you two, like I say about five, ten feet between you guys and where Eldrin and Fate are having their shoot-off, and then way down the road is Todd in the other wolf's face. I want to see if I can charm the wolf uh, to be able to domesticate it. Do you have charm animals? Uh, no. You have charm person? Yes, I have, I have charm person. And everyone knows the dog is close into the family. If this were a werewolf, you'd be set. Unfortunately, this guy is classified as a beast and thus not the right spell. Oof. All right. Well, then... In that case, I will use my Warhammer, my two-handed Warhammer, and take the guy out that's right next to me. In a large roar, I will strike the wolf. Go for it. Warhammer! You swing down mightily right into the ground at your feet. You know, it took you a minute. You're trying to figure out a place to stick the torch where you wouldn't burn down the forest, but you could still see. And by the time you got your Warhammer out, got both hands on it and swung down, you were completely way off base. So that brings us to the wolf that's up by Todd. Jesus Christ, Todd does an eight hit. What? Does an eight hit you. What is your armor class? Uh, 14. That will not hit. Back to Todd? Back to Todd. I'm sorry. You're going to have to explain this one more time. Can I attack and with my cunning action disengage at the same? So attack and then after like do a dash away. Okay. So you can do one or the other. You can disengage, which would be where you strategically move away in a manner that doesn't give it the opportunity to attack you as you move away. Or you could dash, which would give you the opportunity to get back to the party, but would let it take a shot at you as you go. You can attack, Mm -hmm. disengage, and move 30 feet. Or you can attack and dash and move 60 feet. You can't disengage and dash unless you don't want to attack. Gotcha. I'm going to attack first and then disengage with a back roll. So acrobatic check on that. Again, I'll allow it, but if you futz it up, you're not getting away. Yes. Okay. First, short sword in hand. I go for another thrust on the beast. Mm. Mm. 20 is very nice <laughs> i should be happy that you're doing good man but it's just uh, that you're the one doing the best is somehow irritating <laughs> <laughs> i get it i get it all the time <laughs> Did I do for damage? okay so, and then do that a second time because you crit 
20 points of damage. Jesus Jesus Christ. Um, All right. So, Todd, you bring your short sword around in a blinding arc, total anime style, pause it at the top of the arc so it catches a glint of the little starlight, and then bring it down, lodging it in between the direwolf's front haunch and its neck before bravely running away? Or do you you want to let it ride and use your bonus action for a second attack? Do I know if it's dead yet? It is not looking great. It's not on death's door, but it is, you've womped it pretty solidly. So I, I can't, but I can't use my cunning action for another attack. No, but if you pull out your second short sword, you can use your bonus action as a, as a second. Like that's the whole point of you having a second short sword is you can use your bonus action for a second attack. The difference is you don't get any bonus to damage on your offhand rolls. Uh, right the hot hand, man. Say no more. I attack again with the with yes. offhand. <laughs> Suck it, <laughs> Trebek. <laughs> oh my god. That hits. You need a 14 to hit, a 15 will do it. Roll your damage. Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. No, <laughs> <laughs> he tickles it. <laughs> so after just whomping the bejesus out of this thing, you bring your second short sword up a little too fast. It kind of flips around and slips in your hand and you kind of bobble a little bit. And you're still holding onto the, the, the sword with your right hand and you manage to grab it and thrust forward, but you only nick its ear this time. So that is another one point of damage. And it is not dead. So I cannot do my, uh, my, my signature crotch chop as I destroy a beast. Baba, you're up. Somebody better hit this thing. Somebody better. I got to worry about the wolf back by him. You yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm nowhere. I'm no, oh yeah, you no near you. About it. It's those those archers I'm talking about. Somebody better hit it. For the record, archers, okay. and again, I'm not saying this to encourage anybody to leave Harland alone with a direwolf in the middle of the night. But the wolf that's attacking Baba is much closer to you two than it is yeah. to anybody else. Oh, uh, so I will. Since the overhand chop did not work last time, I will slash it across its face. Bam. 21 hits. Actually, I'm going to attempt to stab it in the eye and slash it across the face. You trying to turn the wolf into my dog? That's not cool. Yes, I am. All right, that is Eldrin. Yeah, so even though there is a wolf pretty close, I'm going to go and try to get Todd out of this without having to get hurt. So I'm going to not let the last miss rattle me too much. I'm going to recenter and try to take another shot at that wolf down the way. So I draw my arrow back. Take a deep breath and let it fly. Fate reaches over, nudges him, and is like, go ahead, man. You've got it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Ooh, 22. That will hit. God damn. 10 points of damage. You're welcome, Todd. I would have got him on the next one, but they think. Yeah, that wolf is definitely on death's door at this point. Your arrow flies through and sinks and manages to actually get it right in the muzzle. And it's got a giant arrow sticking out of its face now. It's hanging on, but it's pissed. Jaws are slavering, blood dripping down its face. Your wolf is down to one hit point. God damn it. Fate, you're up. I was afraid you'd say me. Todd yells, uh, this one's almost dead. Just one more shot. Should do it. You know, I see the condition of said wolf. I think, think Todd's got that under control. So I'm going to pay more attention for the one that's really close to me. That does, you, not look, that does not look good to me. So we're just going to go ahead and um, we're going we're gonna to hit him with some pocket sand. Pocket sand. Color spray, sir. I'm going to blind him. 
Nice. And so you just you just hear fate reach into his pocket and he's pocket sand. Uh, throws it at him. <laughs> <laughs> pocket sand. Try, okay, yeah. So he's blind. You see the wolf shake its head and uh, kind of stumble around a little bit as a blinded animal would be uh, want to do, and it is very well blinded. That is the wolf next to Todd's turn. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, that's a three. Uh, it is a little out of it. It snaps at you, but just can't seem to focus its eyes and stumbles around a little bit before it being Moyle's turn. Uh, I still got the one real close to me, and that that sucker hasn't taken a lot of damage yet. So I will go ahead and swing my one-handed Warhammer. It's the same Warhammer. You just use it with one hand or two. I have a one-handed Warhammer and a two. It's a, you got a longer shaft on the two-handed one. Get a good grip. It's just it's just where you grip the shaft. It's not. No, I think it's the size of the shaft. Whoa! <laughs> and he has advantage on that, right? Advantage on gra- shaft gripping, huh? Yeah, advantage on attack rolls, and the monster has disadvantage on attack rolls. The 15 hits. Cool. Seven points of damage. Bingo. So I take uh, my one-handed Warhammer and raise it above my head and come down with an arching strike to the side and to his, to his ribs. Bow! Are you just, like, fluidly switching from one-handed to two-handed? Yeah, this is a one-hand... You know, you say that, but I don't have enough grip on there to go two-handed. That's a short-handled okay. weapon there. That is the wolf next to you guys' turn. Oof. Since he's got disadvantage, he's going to have to go with the two. So he snaps in the general direction where he thinks Moyle is, but only manages to grab onto the shaft of his Warhammer before Moyle shakes it free. Oh, not the shaft. I just wrapped that with some fresh sheepskin leather. <laughs> oh no <laughs> Bro, I, was, I, was, I was taking a drink that was terrible god finish him you gotta hit this wolf finish him done knowing that I'm about to finish him I get all fancy I flick my knife my short sword in there I catch it and then I oh shoot. no how the fuck did you crit again god damn it all right <laughs> this is so rigged <laughs> Carlin's got the cheat codes. <laughs> I feel like I'm playing with Ashy Larry and some weighted dice right now. Hot hand the dice game. Come here, baby girl. Like cookity, cookity, cookity. Oh, Eleven. You kill the living shit out of this. Oh, as I flip it, catch it, and stab down on its head, knowing it is done. In the next swap, I crotch chop because I know it's dead. <laughs> like. Like DX crash chat? Generation like, X. <laughs> this is my signature move, guys. That is pretty on point for a tiefling, so you got to give him that. Wait, with my with my bonus action, roll backwards to catch them. Well, yeah, you could dash now. Yeah, I'm I'm dashing I'm dashing back to just crotch chopping the entire way. Well, I'm saying, did you see what I did back there? Did you see what I did? Back there? <laughs> uh, now I'm here to help you guys. You said he was how many feet away? Fifty. Okay, most people, I was about to say, he may have been out of everybody's sight. We may not have seen what he did. I, I mean, I certainly didn't see it. I don't have night vision. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's nighttime. <laughs> did you not see what I just did? Did you not? There, was there a bar back there that you jumped behind, Todd? I couldn't see. <laughs> no. You should have been seeing it. was amazing. Moyle immediately checks for peace day. He's like, did he piss himself again? Is that one? What's that smell? Perception check for the smell of piss? First of all, like four-fifths of you already smell like piss, and he smells like skunk. That's true. Yeah, that's right. 
which is kind of what attracted the dire wolves, which was the entire point of that trap was to make you guys subject to the animals of the forest. Should you do something ridiculous, like blunder through the forest in the middle of the night. I mean, it's working out so far. Because for some goddamn reason, I can't roll up on a five and Harlan has already rolled two twenties. Meanwhile, you guys have blinded, you know, <laughs> poor, uh, I don't, I don't know any famous wolf names. God. Ghost, Summer, Nymeria. <laughs> oh, shut up. Oh, how's the wolf looking? Other than being blind, it's still doing pretty good. I will then attempt to stab it in its other eye uh, with the igla. I'm just going to keep going at for the face. Ooh, 22. Nice. That'll work. Max damage. Yeah, you connect very solidly to the face, splitting its snout open. It's a horrible wound, but it's still there. Not happy. My bad. I'm going to roll the advantage. I, f- I forgot to roll the advantage. I just want to see if it did. Yeah, it should be great. Yeah. It did not. Okay. Yeah, and not since your name is not Todd. No, it didn't. <laughs> it would have like somehow super crit. It would have come up purple. And you'd be like, oh, we got to look that shit up. Hold on. What is that? I'm, I'm I'm relentlessly going for the eyes of a blinded wolf. Eldrin, that's on you. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to put my longbow back on my back. I'm going to draw my short sword and run towards the wolf and take a big whack at its, at its face right in its eye area again. Let's try to blind it permanently here. Seven. Goddamn. Not going to do it. You get a little tangled up, get pulling the sword out of the belt, kind of Barney Fife style, as you run up and just aren't, aren't able to connect. That is fate. Fate determines that it's a little dark in here, so he's going to try and brighten things up a little bit with a firebolt. That 21 will connect. Nice. Oof, 10 points of damage. There's so many people in front of him between him and the dire wolf. He kind of Kobe's it over everybody's heads and back down onto the top of the wolf. As an evoker, you bet your ass you can do Goddamn right I can. <laughs> Elminster. <laughs> did somebody just drop an Elminster? What just happened? I did. <laughs> he, he, he didn't Kobe, Elminster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this guy goes on round 10. He's got disadvantage. He's going to chomp at the last person who attacked him and failed, which should be you, Eldrin. So let me do some rolls here. Oof, Jesus Christ. Does a nine hit, Eldrin? Armor class is 14. God damn it. All right, good job, Fade, because you saved Eldrin from getting chomped pretty solidly. That brings us to Moyle. Oh, by the way, he's after, yeah, he's no longer blinded. Sorry. Oh, is that a concentration or no? No, it only lasts a round. Oh, okay. Well, shit. All right, cool. We'll pull out. Oh, so I didn't have any advantage either. Uh, that's all right. I mean, it, it ends after my turn, so. Well, I would like to use my uh, long-shafted Warhammer, a.k.a. the two, two-hander. two Dude, I'm telling you, it's the same Warhammer. You do not have two different <laughs> I definitely, I definitely have two different hammers. <laughs> <laughs> He's got two hammers on his back. This guy's because I got one that'll roll a one d eight, and the other rolls a one d ten. Yeah, it's you using that hammer, either one handed or two handed. I got a bag of hammers, you know. Is <laughs> that bag? Because you said bag of hammers, I'm gonna go with it. Okay, so you've got a two handed war hammer. You've got a one handed war hammer. You also have just a small regular hammer for some reason. There's gonna be carpentry done occasionally. Yeah, I also have a I also have a cast iron pan. I was gonna say a xylophone mallet. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, all right, roll to hit. All right, I got a. Neither one of those are gonna make it there. You're so busy 
searching through your plethora of goddamn hammers. Yeah, my bag of hammers. My satchel of hammers. I excitedly grab what I think to be the right hammer from my bag of hammers, but it slips out, right? Because it's a freshly polished shaft. I put a nice <laughs> coating on it. Too much shaft yeah. wax. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, miss the wolf. That checks out. Todd, if you roll another natural 20, we are, we are calling it. How close am I to this dial? No, you're within striking distance. You managed to get back and you're you're up in the mix. Okay. So acrobatic check, because oh, I boy. am sliding in, but using my tail as an anchor, I curve around Moyle and I go in for the stab of this direwolf with my short sword. So, All right, this is this is where your luck ends. <laughs> you roll the acrobatics check. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is like some too fast, too furious right, stabbing. That didn't, that didn't go the way. That's, first of all, that's athletics, but I'm still going to make you take it because that's a fail. I told you to roll acrobatics, even though I know you have a better bonus probably. You rolled the wrong thing for the second time, and I'm making you take that seven. Moyle, give me a dexterity saving throw as Todd rolls through your leg. Like he goes and slides, <laughs> anchors himself, rolls through your legs. You tumble over and fall on your ass. And. Uh, I'm still going to let you roll the hit, but the wolf's going to have advantage to attack you on its next turn. It'll be dead before that happens. Either on either one of you two fools that are prone now. So you're going to stay prone. You don't get up, but I'll let you, and you're going to roll a disadvantage to attack. So how do I roll disadvantage? Roll twice, take the lower number. So you mean between the 20 and the 21, right? Roll, you dick. <laughs> Does the 14 hit? That 14... Will do it for all damage. Uh, he, he also gets sneak attack on this one. He does. No, you can't be at disadvantage to do a sneak attack. So. Oh, that's facts. That's right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. He blew it. Got too fancy with it. That wolf is not feeling great. And that is your turn. Baba, you're up. Yeah, you, you would have killed it had you not done the acrobatics. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's always acrobatics that needs to be performed. What <laughs> about this is all the really badass shit you did, nobody saw. All the <laughs> running out of the darkness, slide in, stick your tail into the dirt, plow through the dragon dude who's talking about his hammer shafts, and roll up into the wolf's maw and limply stab it in the, the chest. <laughs> Some people saw it. Some people saw what I was doing over there. Just not everybody. <laughs> So uh, looking at his state, Baba's figuring this is probably the final blow, and he's he's going to come down with the spear at his head. Both of them are terrible. Neither one of those will hit. So he will, he will miss and stab into the ground instead. You got a little bit worried you were going to stab Todd, so he pulled up a little bit and just came up short. Eldrin? I will draw my short sword back and take a swipe at the wolf's neck. Fifteen. Seven. He had 44 hit points. You guys have done 45 hit points worth of damage. So Eldrin, finish him. I slice across the wolf's neck and a, a arterial spray douses Todd and Royal on the ground, <laughs> covering them in the wolf's blood. Yeah, just a comic amount of wolf. <laughs> yes, like Kill Bill 99. Yes. <laughs> you guys are standing there for a second, and it's like, is this thing still, what is this? Thing? 
like a good 15 seconds before it finally plops over. Well, at least I don't smell like this, right? Wolves have more blood than normal uh, animals. <laughs> twice, twice. Yeah. Like a very fatty diet. He had incredibly yes. high blood pressure. And really, really high blood pressure. Yeah. <laughs> So the good news is, uh, Todd, you don't smell like skunk anymore. Oh. You just smell like fresh kill. Right. <laughs> Sorry about that. When you do a lot of killing, it comes with the territory. All right. So you guys have managed to finish off the two wolves. I would like to skin the wolves. You did absolutely nothing, more. <laughs> you did absolutely nothing. I had one good hit. You did nothing. So we're here digging around for him. I don't. I didn't see you do anything, Todd. <laughs> oh, dude. Sitting over here, shaft waxing. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, Todd killed the shit out of that. I waxed me softly. He really did. But, no, but, but, but Moyo literally didn't see Yeah, him. that's what I'm saying. I didn't see he Todd do anything. You can't see. <laughs> you walk 60 feet in that direction. You'll see what I did. You will see. All right, so I want both those hides. You get no hides, sir. You get zero percent hides. I don't think I don't think we're gonna wait for you to skin an entire wolf. It's a pony. I don't know if you've ever skinned an animal before, Andrew, but it's not like using a zipper. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. I'm a cleric. I I feel like I've got some insight into how to gut and clean uh, an animal. Okay, give me a survival check. All right. You're a sailor. You can clean a fish without making that roll, but skinning a wolf. Okay, I'll I'll say, hey, yeah, you've you've skinned some animals before, prepping stuff that you brought onto the boat. You know enough that it's going to take you at least an hour to skin both of these wolves. It does not take an hour. Come on, not waiting, not waiting for that. And we will leave him in the dark <laughs> <laughs> with with just his torch, with just his torch, and his hammers. The I've seen, I've seen, I've seen a deer get cleaned in or dressed in like two minutes how by a, by a yeah. hunter you're not a hunter you're a church person yeah but i but it's the church of voodoo it's <laughs> he's a sailor he's he's a he's a little salty no pun intended but you've got a bag full of hammers he's what gonna skin with a hammer, <laughs> <laughs> just, just smashing it until the pelt just falls off oh he's got a sharp hammer and all the bones are broken and organs liquefied and just poured out the mouth. Is that the plan? <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got a sleeping bag. You just snuggle up into it at the end of the night. That's right. That's right. All y'all are going to be cold. I got my nice wolf sleeping bag. If, if you guys want, you could bring the corpses with you. Uh, no. That seems like I'm a not, bad I'm not idea. dragon ponies. No. <laughs> all right. Can I at least uh, take some blood? Maybe I could use it for a spell. That's that seems reasonable. You should be covered in it. Yeah, you're covered in it right now. I thought Todd got the majority of it. You could juice it a little bit. I, I will say that yes, you can get a flasks full of blood if you want to carry around some wolf blood. You go for it. Okay, let's do that. Do I need a roll? No, no. Um, <laughs> get a freebie. All right. So this is where you guys are at. I might say it's ten o'clock now. Um, having to wear drudged to wear the woods. You've gone through your second battle for the evening. You can continue on through the night down the path. If you just want to keep following the path, you can try and explore into the underbrush to see if you can pick up the other hobgoblin trails. Or I could try out that wolf sleeping bag and we could camp. Did did 
any of us take any damage in that fight? Oh, I did when I fell off that tree. Oh, you Todd did. <laughs> Everyone else is doing okay. You guys have been up for a very long time. Have been doing quite a bit of hiking and had now three combat encounters. If you push forward, I'm going to give you a point of exhaustion. Yeah, I just need, to, uh, I just need to meditate. So. Yeah. Oh, sleeping bag, yeah. I'm telling you I'm, I'm with taking a nap. I, I, I lost damage. My crotch itches. Um, <laughs> those rolls take a lot out of me. <laughs> and failed rolls take even more. You could do, give me an insight check real quick. Me? Yeah. That doesn't look like a very good check. Uh, that is a three, and that's exactly what I wanted to happen. Because if you recall, Fate actually did not roll well on his nature check, and he thought the trees were poisonous. They are not. But you are so into what he said. You have created this psychosomatic crotch itch that you periodically <laughs> just feel compelled to reach down and take care of the groin. It's funny because Fate didn't even say the crotch part. I did. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we just completely made you believe it. <laughs> we picked Urban Tony Hunter for your background. So, yep. Yeah, I definitely did. <laughs> all right, so you guys, all right, so where are you guys been down? Are you just going to post up on the trail? Are you going to go off into the woods a little bit? What are you guys doing? Uh, can, can we like find some water to get some of this funk and blood off of us? A babbling brook? No, you do not hear any running water nearby. I mean, if you guys want to go trudge through the woods, you're yeah. welcome to go try and search for it. Yeah, yeah no, that sounds like that. a bad idea. Pass on that. How close is the storm to us? Uh, that's a good question. It is still appears to be on the horizon, but you do notice it seems to have curved around a little bit. It looks like it's kind of formed a U shape, like it's starting to encircle you a little, still really far off, still what appears to be miles away, but it does now seem to have encroached a little bit more and you are now occasionally seeing a random flash of silver lightning. It is a good catch. None of you guys even need to roll a nature track. All of you, you know, man, that's weird for a storm. Number one, lightning's not typically silver. And number two, this is not a natural storm front. Even in some of the strange seas that you've sailed in, Moyle, you've never seen a squall quite like this one. I say, on my time on the sea, I've never seen lightning like this. So we're we taking a nap, right? We we need to find some camp off off the paths here. Let's get off the trail. Yeah, we can make a camp here. It sounds like you're scared. You- I'm just saying I don't like camping on the trail, man. I just you're not supposed to camp on the trail. You got to be off the trail. Yeah, you got to go off the trail so that some someone doesn't run into you and then kill you in your sleep. I mean, I guarantee there's not that many people taking this trail out here. But well, ho- hopefully we we would do watch. Somebody stays up for watch. I mean, we could camp here if you guys want. I just would think it would be a little bit more effective to be slightly off the trail. I, uh, yeah, I that's fine. I'll get a tree and I'll trance. And, uh... 50, feet, 50 feet off the trail. Is it not safer for us to be on the trail where there would be less uh, less creatures abound? No, I think if we... Because the trail is more open, so it's more visible. So if we go into the forest a little bit with the... The trail in sight, just directly to the left or right of the trail. I think we should listen to the guy who did all the killing. And the urban bounty hunter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That being me, I think we should just fall asleep right where we are. All right. I'm going to go climb a tree. You guys figure it out. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Those trees are poisonous. And no, we'll get your crotch. Your crotch will itch. Is your, is your crotch better from the wolf's blood? Nope. Nope. That is not antibiotic. 
I think I think we should all roll a survival check. Just want to see if that would happen. No. <laughs> sure, officer. I'd love to take a breath of life here. Fuck it. Everybody roll a survival check. What? Moyle just... But ma'am, you forgot to give us homework, you guys. Oh, look, everyone did really well. No, I don't think so. Uh, how do we mess? How do we mess with Todd this time? When when you fail your survival check, you don't survive. It's, it's in the name. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an insta kill. I am sorry, Todd. So, what order are you guys taking? Doing watch on night vision. People go first. I only need four hours of of sleep here. Same meditation. So, me and Fate should be able to take the first couple and get them out of the way while you guys get some good rest. How do you know that? <laughs> I have a racial ability oh, that okay. lets me yeah. meditate instead of sleeping, so I only have to do it for four hours. How do you know that? Because he read his character sheet, Harlan. Try it. I, no, I didn't know if that was a section that I, I can't see, because I'm like, I don't have that. I didn't know if that's something that we all get. I just, you see what I'm saying? I don't know. Todd, like, you guys are getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> I got these Cadillacs. Uh, since I'm the first to go to bed, uh, how many hit points would I gain? Okay, you guys are getting a long rest. All of your hit points are back. All of your abilities are refreshed. All of your spells are back. And honestly, the night goes pretty uneventfully. However, Todd, while he may not actually have poison oak, <laughs> did set up his bedroll in some poison ivy. Oh, <laughs> no. Everybody else did perfectly fine on their survival check. Todd, however, camped out in the poison ivy, and that itch, which you thought you had, you now definitely have everywhere. So it's not going to do anything other than maybe if you're trying to do a stealth check, I might give you an occasional disadvantage there. But other than you being itchy for the rest of the adventure and miserable. And smelling of skunk. Well, now he just smells like blood. Turns out wolf blood is just like tomato juice. It actually, <laughs> he does smell like rancid meat, which is not good in the forest either, but the dire wolves did keep the surrounding area pretty pretty free of predators. Now that they're gone, there's no guarantee that something won't move into the area fairly quickly, but you guys rest through the night, get refreshed, and wake up at the crack of dawn. I'm up. Who's making breakfast? Uh, no. No breakfast. No breakfast. No breakfast. Let's just get moving. It is a overcast day as it appears that the storm, and again, this is really odd, has completely encircled the area that you're in. Still extremely far away, but no matter where you look now, it looks like a storm front is moving in. Thicker, heavier cumulonimbus clouds appear to constantly be in motion, even though they're not creeping forward. And what was an occasional flash of silver lightning is now a cascade of silver lightning. Regular flashes are visible even during the daytime sky. It's not pitch black out. Everybody can still see fine visually, but it is not kind of the bright, pleasant stroll through the forest that you guys had yesterday. Huh. 
So th- there's no there's no storm directly over us, but every direction we see storm clouds. And- it's like a hazy overcast over you guys so that it's not, not bright and sunny, mm-hmm. but it's not like the giant rolling storm clouds that you can see kind of encircling right. you on the horizon. Okay. So Fate's observing the clearly unnatural and probably magical weather phenomenon. He's taking notes in his in his grimoire here. He's writing down some of this stuff and you know you hear him kind of mutter aloud to himself. I think I read something about this at some point. Hold, hold on one sec. He starts flipping through his book and trying to see what he can remember about crazy storms. Give me an arcana check. Jesus Christ. Okay, with a 25, remember the thing you were here looking for, the tetrahedron? It absolutely had elemental properties. And that even refreshes uh, your memory about the magman from the previous evening, how you think that the tetrahedron might have been involved in summoning those guys up. This tetrahedron definitely has weather control capabilities. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. So starting to come back to me, guys. I'm not, don't, don't. Don't go all the way here with me, but just hear me out. The thing that we're kind of out here looking for, or at least I'm looking for, might be causing all this weird elemental phenomenon. The random fire babies, the uh, off lightning and storms that are, you know, on the horizon in every direction may or may not be related to something that I need to get my hands on. Is there a such thing as a non-random fire baby? <laughs> so are you telling me that earth, wind, and fire are behind this? <laughs> I think with proper sex education and contraception, then yeah, random fire babies are much less likely. Also, I I imagine that somewhere within the nine hills that fire babies are a lot less random. Now, because you killed it on the Arcana check, fate, the the magmen aren't demonic. They are elemental. Ah, so then plane of fire. I imagine somewhere in the plane of fire, fire babies, also known as magmen, probably pretty common. Y'all ready to walk down this path? Yes. Yeah, let's get going. That's fascinating. We going? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's nothing we can do with this information right now, but uh, yeah, sure. (laughs) All I heard was blah, 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 nerd. Let's go. File that under fire baby facts for the next time I'm wandering through the woods. (laughs) Continue to be on the lookout. We haven't found the kobolds yet. You're not wrong. You guys track further down this game trail, and after about two hours, it opens up into a much larger clearing. The first thing you notice is the game trail continues forward into a large circle that has been tramped down. Almost all vegetation has been cleared from it. In the center of that circle, which is dirt with some some gravel making a border, is a large man wearing a red and black tabard chained to a metal post. In front of him, two braziers with coals. Uh, To the right of him, a large pile of bodies adorned in red and black tabards sit. And behind him is an odd-looking green statue that looks a little bit like one of those kobold guys, but with wings kind of arching forward over where he's at. And you can see some trees dot around the edge of the clearing. There's a large pile of rocks behind where the man is chained up. What looks to be like a pile of gear over to the left of the statue, like the stuff that might have been looted off off of the the lumberjacks. And you hear uh, this man who is head slumped over, uh, uh, muttering uh, slightly incoherently. Can we see anything else around it? Could we hear anything else around it rustling in the trees? Or Give me a perception check. Oh, that's all of us. Just a chained up dude in the woods. Uh, is he clothed? Yes, he's wearing a red and black tabard. The uh, uniform of the Bunyan 
uh, lumberjack company. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so this is what happens to the lumberjacks. You must not deal with the threat. Does anyone not see that this is this is probably a trap? This, I, I don't know about a trap, but it definitely seems like some sort of ritualistic thing going on over here. There's a pile of bodies, and there's a dude chained up, and there's a weird statue. How do we know it's not some BDSM thing, and all these other guys just couldn't take it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they took it. Uh, this just doesn't seem right to me there was one guy chained up with no one around him fate do you know what that statue is like does anything in your books uh... yeah your nerd books whoa whoa I studied the knowledge of the ancients okay and my knowledge has been very valuable to us thus far and might save your life in the future I would appreciate you put some respect on it put some respect on my name (laughs) <laughs> he flexes, kind of trying to turn his cloak around and flashes that CMA on his back. Yes, yes, yes. And then starts staring at the statue to see what he knows about it. Um, let's see. What do I know? Uh, Religion check, yeah. I'll say it's things. It's it's old. It's coming to me. Um, hold on. I'm just there's a lot of information going through here in my head. Hold on one second. Maybe let me try and find one of my books. That is a statue of Kurtulmon, god of the kobolds. Kobold god. Wait, is this is this kobold god here? Like, is he around us? No, but that statue there is a uh, kobold god, uh, Kurtulmon. Moyle, you'll remember that uh, Kurtulmon has been imprisoned in a mystical maze for eons by the gnomish god, uh, which is one of the reasons why kobolds hate gnomes so badly as their deity trap the other one's deity in an endless Miss Pac-Man maze. Mm, I know what you're saying. Nothing? All right. (laughs) (laughs) It was terrible. (laughs) Okay, so I want Todd to be actually scared of this god the way he thought that he had poison oak when he didn't is that possible because <laughs> he did he did ask is that a real god like is that what lie to todd i want to do i'm gonna perform a little charm oh you're gonna cast charm for you will not charm me sir. if i figure this out what do i get to do to him if i figure <laughs> as soon as the spell's over you know you could do deception but you still gotta come okay. up with a good lie all right Let's roll the deception. Okay, that's, uh, you know, Todd, give me an insight check. <laughs> not one of my things. <laughs> With a 14, that's above average success. With a 9, that's a not a whole lot of anything. So, yeah, make up a story, and Todd, you're into it. Todd, this is ritual sacrifice right here. This is the god of the of the uh, kobolds uh, there. You know this is kobold territory up here. I mean, look at that stack of bodies up there. Did you see that storm last night? You think that that's for no reason? I think that god is listening in on them. They're going to sacrifice this guy, and then they're going to sacrifice us if we don't do anything, and that god is going to come down from heaven like the uh, like Cthulhu. Listen, I, I, in, the, in the city, we, 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 we don't believe in many gods, so Whatever you got, if if he is, I'll handle it. I'm not worried. All right, well that one's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I didn't ask if he was, I didn't care if he's a god. I just, if he's a god, so what? I'm, I'm killing gods now, I guess. Like, you've got him convinced, Moyle. You just failed to uh, account for God's extremely misplaced overconfidence. So, oh, jerk two? Yeah, no problem. That's a beholder? We got that shit. Dragon? No problem. We're level two. You know what? I'm not even going to say you guys need to give me a perception check. You can tell that there's definitely something weird with the bodies. The pile of bodies. Like there's uh, there's something up they appear to have been mutilated in some way. Is this uh oh like some skinwalker stuff? No blood. This guy is shambling around a little bit, but he's kind of doing a shuffle, so he's not a dead body like the other guy was. I will say this is definitely a living, tortured, delirious lumberjack and a pile of really dead dead guys. How far are we away? That's exactly right what I want to know. <laughs> Where, whereabouts are we standing? Yeah, you guys have just walked into the clearing, 30 feet to the braziers, 40 feet to the dude, 40 feet to the pile of bodies, 55 feet to the pile of gear, 60 feet to the statue, 75 feet to these big trees, and 80 feet to the big pile of rocks. Okay, so I'm just going to kind of call out as best I can, but not oh. loudly. Like I'm trying to whisper to the guy that's moaning about... Uh, hello? Are you you okay? Well, clearly you're not okay. Um, Are Are you alive? How are you? What is going on? He's moaning, so he's got to be alive. All you can hear him repeat, and this is all he says over and over again, is my hand, your hand, my feet, horse feet. My hand, your hand, my feet, horse feet. Just over and over again, like he's repeating his rank and file like a captured prisoner. My hand, your hand, my feet, horse feet. Do the bodies in the pile have feet? Um, Yeah, they do have feet. They don't have any hands. Much like the body at the original camp, all of their hands have been removed. Oh, yeah. Mm. If you guys want to get closer and check out the dude, you're going to have to move into the clearing. Because right now you guys are just standing at the edge of this clearing and be like, hey, bro, you cool? (laughs) Those are pals. Who wants to take point? I'll walk closer, but going, I'll walk to the left of the, what is that, a coal pile? Yeah, it's a uh, brazier. It's a big metal wrought iron brazier full of smoldering coals. So I'll walk, but on the left side of it. I'll walk on the loot side of it. You walk over and you're much closer to him. Cool. Do I notice anything? What are you specifically or will you looking at? Behind him? I'm looking on the ground below him. You don't see anything that looks like any kind of pressure plate. I mean, there's there's a lot of blood. Clearly, this is where the majority of the lumberjacks were tortured and killed, except for this guy. There are, you'll see like a discarded uh, knife, be a hot poker that has been thrown to the side. You can tell that this kind of structure is fairly recently erected. Like the soil looks like freshly cleared soil. It isn't dried out as if it had been, you know, because this area actually does get a quite bit of sunlight. It's a natural clearing, so it's not fully under the canopy of the trees. So if it had been kind of excavated, it would have been dried out a long time ago and cracked, but this looks like freshly cleared soil. So this looks like a recent addition to the area. And the braziers are still hot? Yeah, they're, they're smoldering. I mean, you know, they, they haven't been lit for a couple hours. Uh, uh, Todd is, is, is getting quite bored with the, this whole pussying around. So he, he, oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, 
Todd is going up to the guy to see if he can free him. No, Todd. Okay, Todd, give me an investigation check. Okay, that is a dude changed to a post. You <laughs> do see that he has these manacles on, and there don't appear to be any kind of lock or seam to them even, but that's all that you can really pick up. They're, okay, so not magical. Okay. Yeah, there's um, they're definitely, so this isn't like a normal lock that you probably could pick through. There is something arcane going on with this guy's bonds. But I see them. I'm closer to him now, right? To have done the investigation, you're right up next to him. Okay. He kind of shuffles a little bit more. He flinches as you first approach, and he never looks up. But as soon as you get close enough for him to, like, you know, see your feet out of his periphery, he relaxes a little bit because he realizes you're not a kobold. And he's just still just, oh, my hand, your hand, two feet, horse feet. My hand, your hand, two feet, horse feet. I'm going to walk over towards where uh, Baba went. And can I just scan the ground for like tracks or anything around? Yeah, there are enough tracks to uh, give me a survival check because there's a ton of tracks in the area, but let's see if you can pick out anything meaningful. It's hard because of the amount of traffic that's been through here recently. You can definitely tell that a large group of something has been back and forth coming in and out of the clearing pretty much from all directions. There does seem to be a higher concentration around the pile of rocks, but that's really the only thing that you can discern. Mm. Initially, can we continue to move or are we really just exploring? I'm just trying to. No, this is, I mean, you guys were hired to either bring back any living lumberjacks or if you couldn't find any living yeah. lumberjacks, try and kill what killed them. So, by the terms of the contract that you've taken, you need to bring this guy back to the fort. I mean, you don't have to bring the 15 other dead dudes. Well, 14. There's one back at the original camp. Hey, nerd, is there anything that we can figure out about these uh, these chains? That does not sound like the respect I requested earlier. Date. Is there any way we can figure out anything to get this guy free? Because we got to get this guy free if we want to get paid. When you say get um, this guy free, he gets louder and goes, my hand, your hand, my feet, horse feet. Does anyone know what this guy's talking about? Do we hear- Is he saying horse feet or horse feed? No clue. Or horse feet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Please describe to me exactly what the fuck horse feet would be. <laughs> Dainty little feet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. I just don't know. I'm just I'm like, did he say did he say horse feet, guys? Did he, did y'all hear horse feet? Todd's a foot guy. He did pick Tiefling, which I think is canonically the most fuckboy race. (laughs) (laughs) Baba wants to investigate the loot. Fate wants to investigate the pile of dead bodies. Amoyo wants to investigate the pile of loot. And I'm going to keep looking at that big pile of rocks over there. I'm looking looking in the loot for something that would help us. I'm looking in the pile for something valuable. I'm thinking horseshoe. Give me an investigation check. Baba first. Baba, give me a dexterity save. Oh, it's all lumberjack gear. So it's a pile of axes, smaller axes, some beard balm, a few different beard oils, <laughs> oh. a good number of pairs of really nice boots. There is a coin purse, let's say 25 gold in there, a 
really big double-bladed axe that's clearly not for chopping wood. Like this is a battle axe and it is a, it's a great axe that is in fantastic condition. There's also this strange puffball that when you shift the gear, poofs out a cloud of spores and you manage to bob your head back in time, but you still get a little bit of a whiff of it and take... Oh yeah, you have advantage. I'm giving you the saving throw, so I was giving you half damage anyways. Three points of damage Oh, okay. as the spores burn your lungs as you breathe them in. If you really through it, you're going to find 25 gold, eight axes, that really nice great axe, and as much beard balm and beard oil as you would choose to carry. And boots, some, some really nice boots. I'll take the great axe and the gold, and I'll maybe divvy it up later. Moyo, you, because you are right on his heels to check out the pile of loot, you do see him pick up the pouch and the axe. And I tell him that you better split that. Oh, I better? Fate, you were headed over to the pile of bodies. What are you... Right, yeah, I'm trying to study it from afar because it's a bunch of dead bodies and I don't... Uh, Fate's not comfortable being that close to it, but he's just trying to check out the situation with the hands and feet because he noticed that the hands are missing, so he's really just trying to check out what all has happened to these bodies that have been mutilated. They look like a pile of lumberjacks that were tortured to death, then their hands cut off. Not necessarily in that order, but judging by the way that this guy is tied up, cutting off somebody's hands would, wouldn't be conducive to keeping them chained up, so very likely their hands were cut off after they were killed. But unless you want to get closer and really get up in there, that, that's all your... Uh, yeah, I'll step a little closer. We'll, we'll get to we'll get to within about 10 foot. Give me a perception check. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty obvious these guys have got triangles carved into them in a number of places, which from your knowledge of the kobold god isn't his symbol. But when you put two and two together, you realize, well, if I was looking at a tetrahedron and I was just looking at one end of it, that's a triangle. So these guys appear to have had a symbol that would be reflective of the tetrahedron carved into them repeatedly before they were mutilated and killed. Ooh, I'm getting closer to my prize. Okay. Well, uh, nobody heard that, right? Nobody? Okay, no, no freaky um, monsters in the pile of bodies. The one trap was in the gear. That's why the gear was piled up there. So if you really want to go rooting around in some dead bodies... You can Scrooge McDuck right into that money bin of death. No, fate is fate is good. He fate is good. He really doesn't want to deal with those dead bodies. He's gonna stay kind of away. Right? He noticed what he needed to see there, and he's now kind of shuffling his way back over towards Post Alone over here. <laughs> Post Alone. Bob is putting his great axe down and picking up the one. That it is had. a masterwork yeah. great axe, so you can tell it is. So that will give you plus one to hit and blend damage. So this guy keeps talking about this horse feet. What? Is there any any horse tracks any around here or any do we notice any horse tracks? That's what I was looking for. I was looking for horseshoes. What type of feet does the, the Digimon have? You wanna check out the statue? <laughs> the statue. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with him too. You guys go up to the statue. It is a large piece that appears to be carved out of solid stone. However, you do notice that there are four metal rings on one on each arm and one on each foot that have symbols carved into them. And it's clearly a language. Does anybody speak Draconic? I do. Moyle, you realize those are uh, Draconic numerals, one through ten. So there's basically two dials on one dial on each arm and one dial on each leg, numbered one through ten. Okay. Fate also reads Draconic because he studied at CMA. There you go. Fate, you also understand this. Can we turn the dials to any combination? Indeed you can. Is there any numbers on the dude? Like on his 
shackles or anything or give me an investigation check this isn't gonna go well no it's cool not really super difficult to notice that he's missing two fingers from his right hand ah that probably just torture or it could be the sign and maybe he went to a vegas casino actually give me a, a medicine check there moyle Okay. Or Eldrin, either or. 17. Well, you start to make a smartest comment about a Vegas casino, but then you realize that the coloring of the scarring on this wound would be more likely that this was an old lumberjacking accident, like the guy accidentally cut off. He lumberjacked off his fingers. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. (laughs) I believe I understand. Okay. There's four dives, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. One for each limb. The number on his hands... The number on our hands, the number on his feet, the number on horse. All right, so horses have no feet. They have hooves. They have four feet. Four. Four. (laughs) What what strange world do you come from that horses have no feet? Those are seals you're thinking of. (laughs) Oh, so flippers don't count as feet, but horse hooves do. Okay, yeah. He's on a boat all the time. He doesn't even, he may not have even seen a horse. That's true. That's true. He's seen a seahorse. A whore or a horse? <laughs> That's why I wanted to know if it was horse feet. They were not. It was horse. Okay, so we got four. How many hands does he have? What? Two. Two. <laughs> but is it hands or is it fingers on hands? My hand. Two, five. Yeah, two, five, two, four. He's missing two. Not he has two. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so three, five. So three, five. Is it my feet? Two, two four. Two, four. Oh, no, three. Does he have the right, correct number of toes? How many toes is That's he? true. Good point. <laughs> Todd, get in on those toes. You guys taking off his boots? It's feet, though, right? It's not Todd, even... I know you like them feet. <laughs> Todd. Count them toes, Todd. Are we taking off both shoes or one shoe? I think we should go with feet. Okay, so then it would be two, four. So three, yeah. three, five, two, four. Wait, 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 wait. He's got eight fingers. But did he say my hand or my hands? Yeah, he said my hand, your hand. He didn't say, because we would both have two hands. But I mean, if you think about it like that, it could also just be 5-5 five, five then, because on the other hand, he's got five fingers, so. Yeah, well, it's just, well, we can't we do another one if it doesn't work, if nothing happens. Unless it's booby-trapped. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if we can do another one. Yeah, we, could, we could try. And- Mole said he's doing the dials, and he said he would like to try <laughs> I mean, he's the one who could read the numbers, so go for it. Wait, what are they set at right now? Right now, they are set at one, two, three, four. So let's just do what? What do we want to do? Three, five, ten. Three, five, two, four. Eight, eight, five, two, four is my vote. I say three, five, two, four. Wait, wait, it's my hand. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, why would you go with eight and then not t- and not ten? The riddle is my hand, your hand, my feet, horse feet. Yes. Okay, so why not three, five, two, four? Yes, what we said. That's, that's, that's where I'm at. That's, that's what we said. I'm going to need a final answer. Okay. Well, you go with the 3524. And if it's not that. When you explode, yeah. <laughs> and then Fate will then go into his suggestion. Fate's, Fate's going to back up just because he's just like, you know. I am also backing up. I am backing up as well. You got this, Moyle. <laughs> Let's go behind the rocks. It's like watching somebody start up a mafia boss's car at this point. Like you guys are over high right now. It's like, hold on, Moyle. Hey, no, let's go behind the rocks. Yeah, I'm going over All right. here. All right, cool. All right, so. Well, I'm not going to leave them out there in one person. We're going to head to the east and hide behind the rocks. Or west, sorry. I'm, I'm chilling with Moyle. I'm up there with him. Oh, Todd. Todd. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> he just let the man sit there. Everyone's running behind a rock. He's got to do the dial by himself. 
listen, someone has to come back and and bring this guy back if something happens. <laughs> what am I standing there for? I can't read it. I can't do nothing. I'm useless here. So in case it is a trap, you're just gonna let the man just get trapped. I'm I'm with you, Boyle. Boyle, I'm with you. Yeah. All right, let's do this, boys. So as we're hiding behind the rock, fate, you you hear fate, uh, and you see him reach for his onk on his chest, and he says, <laughs> "In the name of Corellion, protect me." Uh, cast uh, mage armor on himself real quick. He just kind of shines for a split second. Right. Okay, so I uh, will dial three out of the four because one of them's already set to the last one's already set to four, and turn it to three, five, two, four. All right, Moyle. You have saved this lumberjack. Da-da-da. The manacles pop open and he <laughs> slumps to the ground. All right. For the record, before you could do anything, there is no better satisfaction as a DM than having the players immediately figure out their puzzle and then talk <laughs> themselves out of it for five minutes <laughs> before circling back around to the correct answer. So thank you for validating what I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay so the boys come back over or are they gonna are you guys still gonna tower over there yeah I'll, we we should probably get this guy and get the fuck out of here all right so todd so todd and i get him on our shoulders really strong can we ask this man why he was so cryptic and why did he have to give us this riddle yeah is he is he coherent now was he vexed of some way what why would he why was he so secretive did he get wet? Is he on PCP? Have you guys healed him or anything? I mean, no, he's not chained up anymore. Yeah, give him. Give, we got a healing potion. Let me. Yeah, let me use cure wounds on him. Cool. Cast cure wounds. Wait, can't you only use that one time? Yeah, but we slept. He we rested. No, no, he can use it more than once. But he he did he did regain all of them when he rested. Yeah, yeah but I, I just wanted to make sure he's not using killer wounds on this guy, and then can't use it any other time mm. after that. No, he can use it more. All right, you uh, bring this guy back up and nine hit points and being a lumberjack, that's almost full health for him. He, uh, he's like, oh, God. Oh, man. Whew. Jesus, that's better. Oh, sorry about, I just, for days I've been standing here. They killed all my friends. They cut off their hands. They tortured me. That one little dude just kept getting in my face and cackling. Like This is just, I take me home, please. I need to get to the fort. This is the worst experience of my life. What's your name? What's your name, man? Robert. Robert the Lumberjack. All right. So, Robert, who are you talking about? Technically, I go by Bob to my friends. All right. Well, we're not your friends. I mean, Bobby when I was younger, but I felt like I grew out of that. And so, Bob is kind of more appropriate now. Can we get out of here before the kobolds come back? Jesus, Bob. I know things are tough for you, but can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> I'm asking the questions here. You're asking my name. I don't know why. I mean, Jesus Christ, don't you think I've been through enough? Your casual cruelty is really uncalled. I said we grab this guy and go get our money. Bob, 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 Bob. Before anything comes out, let's just get to moving. Yeah, where where are your captors been coming from? Like, are they nearby? Have they been like, like when's the last time they came around? Because I'm, I just want to make sure they're not coming now. They might be. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. We let's should. leave the same way we came. That's true. Let's let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. We can. I can walk and talk. Yeah, sure. Let's go back. Uh, there was a f- phrase we used to have at school. Um, it's called "less talking, more walking." Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not a problem. I. Uh, they came. These guys are mostly active at night. They don't seem like they can see real good during the day, so they prefer they cover a darkness. The freaks come out at night. But they came and they they attacked us. I was part of the last group that came out, and they just swarmed us, man. This just giant party of kobolds. And look, I've I've worked with kobolds before. 
you know, in the city. I used to be a sewer maintenance guy before I got tired of smelling shit all the time and figured, you know what, I'm going to be a lumberjack. And, you know, we used kobolds or some of the best sewer techs around, but these dudes were crazy, man. They, you know, it may be because this is their house, you know, their home and we've come in here and we're cutting down the trees and we're kind of, you know, we're kind of pushing them out of there. I mean, I mean, we are kind of invading their territory, but I mean, normally, I mean, their kobolds are kind of pushovers. They, but these guys, first of all, there's a couple of them with fucking wings, and I've never seen that shit before. So they can fly, and then two, there's these other guys that carried all these weird contraptions with them, and then the little dude, there's this guy that he carried this giant gleaming gem, and it just it, the things. Tell me more about this gem. It was a, well, giant in a kobold's hand. So I, I, I don't know, like a, like a foot long rod shaped. Oh, like a subway sandwich. It was being tortured. So. Oh, rod shaped. <laughs> All right. I pull out my Warhammer. Would you say about as big as this shaft? The two handed one. No, no. I mean, it's, it's probably the one handed shaft. Uh, oh, so if you had to, you know, kind of describe how this gym was, you say it's kind of like an odd shaped ball. It was more, it, had, it was more pyramidal. Like, like if you imagine like a, like a pyramid, but stretched out. Could it possibly be this type hmm. of agent you've been talking about that I vaguely remember Faye talking about? Hey, what do you think? Um, I'm not going to remove the possibility, but his description doesn't quite match what I'm looking for. At least not to my ears. So you guys are, you guys are just walking back through the forest at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, walking back. Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah we're, not, we're not stopping. We're, we're, we are talking and walking, sir. We're about busy. Yeah, not trying to get the tetrahedron, What you've been looking for. It literally sounds like... Like exactly what you've been looking for. We're not going to ask more about it. We're just going to walk away. We got stopped by the DM to ask what was going on. I'll say, so question is, is the kobold that you saw holding the gym, where did he go? You know that giant pile of rocks behind us? Back at the clearing mm -hmm. that we left, they came out. That was like cover to their lair. So that's like you go down underneath there mm -hmm. was their burrows. But um, you don't want to go in there. It's no, it's no good. You do not want to go in there. Can you get back on your own, Bob? Do you think you can, can make it back so we can check out this lair? Because it sounds like that gem is like worth checking out. Wait, Bob, Bob, let me ask a question. Do they sleep during the day? You said they're real active at night. Yeah, they just no. I mean, they're not like they're not like bats. You know what I mean? They just they don't they they don't see real well. Like sunlight seems to affect their eyes a little bit. So they you know they live underground a lot. Like the the, the kobos. Called them Kobos back in the city. The Kobos, they uh, they just like being underground, man. They're tunnelers. They're little dragon dudes, man. Those guys can tunnel better. And then don't don't tell the guys back at the Durger King than this, but I would say they tunnel better better than dwarves. Uh, high praise, high praise. I've never seen them be this aggressive. Usually, when you come into Kobold territory, yeah, they might there might be a little bit of skirmish, but eventually they're going to get up and move. I don't really speak their language. You know, when we first got here, and God, I don't know if I should be telling you guys this. Paul would probably be super pissed that I'm I'm giving all this away, but you did save me. So is Paul is Paul in that pile over there? No, Paul's the boss back at the fort. Oh yeah. So when we first got here, they would come out of the woods kind of at dusk and like rattle pots and pans, like like uh, almost like they were just trying to make a scene, and they got really upset when we extended our palisade to include that hot spring in town. Mm. 
But then even then, things weren't that that weird. You know, when things really hit the fan was a couple of weeks ago. It, it, in fact, I think it was, yeah, it was Tuesday because the Tuesday, about two and a half weeks ago, because these two paladins came through uh, for the uh, the god of, of uh, law and order. Uh, he, uh, they came through to check out that crypt in town and they went inside and meditated and prayed there. They're paladins. I don't, I mean, I don't, you know how uptight those sons of bitches are. Uh, and, uh, then, uh, they took off and then a couple of days later, man, shit just went crazy. We started seeing weird stuff come out of the forest. These babies that explode. Have you guys seen the fire babies? The magmen, the magmen. Yes, we have seen those. My friend Skip just, I mean, Skip loved kids. He uh, went after one of Whoa. those fire babies and, oh God, probably probably deserved it though. I mean, let's be honest, he was not a good man. I mean, you know, a lot of people end up being lumberjacks because we, we don't fit in with society. Not me, I just didn't want to be a sewer guy anymore. Okay, so, uh, I'm sorry, we didn't get... We didn't, we didn't get your Bob. name, sir. It's Robert. I used to go by Bobby when I was a kid, but then after a while, I got okay, okay. okay, so, Bob, question. Do, is anything else that you're about to say going to tell me to not go into those rocks? I don't know. You said these guys come out every night? Uh, well, they're more they're more active at night. They, like Dusk is probably... And you guys, you guys were walking and talking. Yeah, I'm, now that I've gotten my information as far as the Tetrahedron probably being down there, I'm ready to go back, like, now. Well, Bob, Bob, how many of these kobolds are there down there, you think? Um, more than, uh, more than ten. I mean, I didn't ever go down in there, and, oh, this is gonna sound terrible, but I really couldn't tell one of them from the next. They're all little green scaly dragon men, and they all kind of dress like, I'll tell you this much, I know there's, there were four of the flying ones, because those, those guys were definitely different. There were two that uh, just acted different, carried a lot more stuff around with them. They had these big boxes on them all the time. This one to the other. There's only ever one that I saw carry a shield. And then there was the dude with the diamond. But then there's a bunch of other just like little regular ones. And I mean, man, they've been out in these woods for years. And kobolds, they uh, they propagate rather rapidly, if you get my drift. So if that's a full warren down there, shit, you could be looking at 80 to 100. Uh, yeah, Fate, I don't think I would uh, I would go down there. I disagree. I think we should come back here, but I think we should come back here more prepared. Get the money from Paul and uh, spend it on some stuff that can help us out. Traps, man. Let's trap those fuckers. Let's return, Bob, and then come back. At that point, you guys hear a horn in the distance. Goddamn fate. The distance, which direction? From the pile of rocks. Tell me how, how long you walked before you you brought him up short, Fate. We've probably been going, what, 20, 30 minutes having this conversation as we're walking? We're, we're headed out, man. Like they, I was trying to convince everybody to turn around, but nobody so, really seemed to want to turn around. With you hear the horn in the distance. I say we run as fast uh, as we can towards our fort. Run. What time of day is it? It's daytime. I'm going to say it's probably around 11 o'clock-ish at this point. Okay, so it's still early. He he said they don't like to come out. He didn't say they won't. Yeah, again, he, in fact, he went out of his way to say they're not nocturnal. They just, they don't see as well in the day. But if we can fight some of them outside, we'd have a bit of an advantage there because they can't see that good, right? Like the sun fucks with them? 
give me a survival check. Some you guys give me some give me some whatever role you think would be appropriate for the ecology and maintenance of kobold. That could be arcana, that could be medicine, that could be survival. Eldrin, you've run into kobolds out in these woods before. You know they 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 don't see great during the day and they would have disadvantage on attacks. So Okay. I'm going to roll history from one of my history classes. You you also know they would have disadvantage on attack rolls. I roll the religion because these are some religious guys. If they're out there sacrificing like the Aztecs. You know, with that religion roll, you know, there's two things that kobolds worship. One is that God. The other is dragons. Okay. And fate, why don't you go ahead and give me an arcana check? Ooh, nice. With that 17, yeah. you would know that this region is prime, prime territory for a green dragon habitat. And thinking back further mm. to your freshman year's study into dragon ecology, you know occasionally dra- green dragons like to uh, use hot springs as a creche for their eggs to keep their eggs warm and help their infants' developments. So you can maybe put together that the yeah um, guys I think uh, think we need to run like right now and get all the way back into town right now immediately right Um, I can explain as we're I can explain as we're running can we go yeah let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, all right, you guys start booging it. You know, Bob is struggling to keep up a little bit. Yeah, screw Bob. Bob's your money, <laughs> man. He is our money. Not if he dies. All we have to do is make sure that everything dies. Okay. You guys help him along and are able to get back up to the game trail where it widens and rejoins the miner's track and are able to get a good, good portion. I mean, man, you are almost home. Like you are cresting the hill of the original, original camp. When you start to hear a really weird noise coming out of the forest, it sounds very much like hundreds of fingers drumming against the ground. And as you guys kind of crest the hill that the original camp was on, you see this mob of disembodied hands come streaming out of the forest and swarm at you guys. Go ahead and roll initiative. Shit. I've never fought one of these in all of my D&D, but I've heard terrible stories. It's a human centipede, isn't it? They're crawling claws. They're tiny little... Bear claws? Animated hands. There is 20 of them. Which would make... Yeah, that's 100 fingers. Good job. They swarm up and attack you guys. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to roll them as a group. Fate, you are up. They're all just kind of clustered up here in that little general area, yeah? They're fanned out pretty good. So they come out as a boiling mob, but then they fan out. They're going to break off and attack you guys in packs. So they are spreading out in that respect. I'm just going to target one and anything within five foot of it also takes damage. I'll say that manages to hit five of them. Two creatures within five five foot. Oh, okay. So then it hits three total? Yeah, and they all have to take deck saves. All right, so one of them manages to do that thing where it pops its finger and it kind of leaps up in the air a little bit and manages to get out of the way of some of it, but I'm assuming they take half damage? Nope, uh, succeed or no damage. Okay, cool. So you melt one of them into a pool of goo and the other one manages to skitter out of the way. Good God, Moyle, Baba, and Todd are all 14s. It'll go Baba, Todd, Moyle. And we don't see anything besides the hands. Undead crawling severed ham they're swarming towards you and one puddle yeah and one melted we're gonna rage and we're braveheart in this thing i'm running directly at the pile i'm actually going to use 
my feline agility to make it. Feline agility doubles my speed, but I have to move. I can't use it again until I move zero feet on a turn. So I will have 60 movement this turn, and I will run up. I just run into the swarm and start hacking away. That's that's what I do. Yeah, I'll let you cleave on this too because they're close enough that you'll be able to get a couple depending upon your damage. I'm going to use my new my new great axe instead of my uh, spirit and shield. So I will have 16 AC. Is that a one? No, that was a uh, one. I rolled a one. That is a one. Oh, can I reckless attack on that? <laughs> two? Yeah, I rolled a two. Neither of those hit. So you dash forward, leap over the fire pit with feline grace, start helicoptering your <laughs> two-handed great axe, just this badass move, bring it down into the turf, and these things just part like the Red Sea around you. And do like a golf clap? It's a real dickish move on their part. <laughs> Todd, you're up. So I'm guessing that uh, Baba's probably going to take a bunch of hands to the face if no one else, because no one else is supposed to. On that note, guys, Reckless Attack is a barbarian feature that gives him advantage on attack rolls, which means he gets to roll twice and take the higher number. But it means he also suffers that his opponents get advantage on their attacks. That's a lot of people smacking him. I am going to dash to get there at 60 feet, right? Yeah, you bonus action dash over. And then I'm just going to use my attack sword. I'm not doing anything spectacular this time around. <laughs> I get a little tired at 60 feet. So you mind if I help him on this too? What are you doing? Well, I was just going to tell him to yeah. attack something that's near me so that you can sneak attack. If you want to use your sneak attack, Harland, sneak attack is extremely poorly named. It's not sneak attack. It's more of a strategic attack. So yes, if you flank some hands next to Bobby, you'll get, yeah, he'll be able to do the sneak attack. So I basically dash up to them and I do sneak attack. And you create... Motherfucking god damn it. Okay. So roll your short sword damage. It's a nine points for the crit with your short sword and then another two points sneak attack damage. So that's 11 total. I will let you take out three of them with that. All right. Because that's how many you can skewer with your short sword until you have to stop and fling them off. So total now, did we take out four of them? You're down to 16. 16. Okay. All right. That's my turn. Moyle, you're up. Okay, so I'm thinking that my only melee weapon is my breath weapon, since I am a dragonborn, which what I like to do, since I'm so far away, is can I use a bonus attack so I can run up and then attack them? You can use your action to move to move 30 feet and get halfway to mm. the swarm of hands. Is your breath weapon a line or a cone or... Yeah, it's a line, a five by 30 foot line. I will say that you can aim that line to where you, you'll hit a couple of these things, but you won't hit Todd and Baba. Okay. You can use this attack to exhale destructive energy because I am from a copper draconic ancestry. This means that the exhalation is dealing acid damage. When you use your breath weapon, each creature in the area of the exhalation must make a dexterity saving throw. The, the DC for this saving throw equals 8 plus your constitution modifier plus your proficiency bonus. A creature takes 2d6 damage on a failed save and half as much on a successful one. So it's 12. They get a roll 12 or higher to dodge and I will let you get three in this and all three of them fail. 
Wait, hold on. You're rolling for me. Huh? Your your die is rigged. First of all, those are saving throws. I get to roll saving throws. They're not. Okay. You don't roll an attack roll for that. So you hit them no matter what. It's just whether or not they can get out of the way in time. Well, okay, my bad, my bad. And you wanted me to roll low. They all failed. So roll your 2d6. Four points of damage to all of them, which is more than enough to melt them into piles of goo as well. So, you know, I guess you see fate spray out a little bit of acid. How does acid spray work for mages? I just kind of hawk up a loogie of acid out of out of magical thin air. So you see fate hawk up this loogie of acid and kill one of them, Moyle, and then step up and just spray out a massive streak of sizzling, burning acid and kill three. Now we're down to 12. Round of applause. They all kind of raise up and flip you off, Moyle. <laughs> That brings us to Eldrin. So can I like knock up like five arrows and like shoot it like the box cover for the Men in Tights DVD <laughs> and shoot it in the air? <laughs> well, you do have a spell called Reign of Thorns. I do, I do. And if you choose to cast that, that's ex- I will absolutely let that be the mechanic for that. Awesome. Okay, then I will choose to cast that. <laughs> Cool. So the next time you hit a creature with a ranged weapon attack before the spell ends, the spell creates a rain of arrows that sprout from your ranged weapon ammunition. In addition to the normal effect of the attack, the target of the attack and each creature within a five feet area of it must make a dexterity saving throw for an additional 1d10 piercing damage. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Roll to, roll to hit. Do not critical fail. <laughs> oh. Or two. 30-20. Give you a three of them. They got to do a dex saving throw. I, I mean, roll, just roll damage. They think these things have two hit points. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you roll a one both times, they're still dead. I'm not I'm not rolling a three saving throws for this. But you guys womp hard in <laughs> my ass. You guys need to start doing more poorly or I'm going to start ratcheting up. <laughs> hey man, we went from killing kobolds to fighting fucking ogres real quick, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> You manage to shoot your five arrows up into the air, and they manage to come down and skewer three of these things. So what do we got? We got nine of these guys left, and we got Todd and Bob in the mix. So Todd, five are going to leap up and try and latch onto you. Four are coming at Baba. Baba, do all four of them get advantage on you, or is it just the first one that attacks you? Yeah. Uh, I think it's every five of them try and hop it. Todd, he manages to dance out of the way, but one manages to grab onto his quad and massive quads. Cause I don't, I don't skip leg day. I don't skip leg day. Massive quads. The bounty hunter, one of our creeds is we don't skip leg day. I believe that. I mean, you hopped so quickly over that bar the other day. And he needs those legs to, to, to run and cower. <laughs> A lot of squatting behind bushes. A lot of crouching yeah. and kneeling <laughs> and begging. <laughs> Yeah, emphasis on the begging. That'll be a three points of damage. Three from these little slimes? Oh, they're not slimes, they're hands. Slimes? Where did you get slimes from? Because one of them turned into goo? They do like two hit points. I was like, oh, Dragon Quest. Because they have advantage. They kicked the hell out of Baba. Three of them managed to get onto you. Eight. Are you, you're raging, right? I'm raging. Mm -hmm. All right, so you take four points of damage. Never mind. You said what are they? They did what to me? They tickled them a little. <laughs> you see them jump on, and yeah, they're like trying to squeeze into Baba like they tried <laughs> with you, Todd, and where he sunk into your quad, you, you, there's like a lot more resistance on Baba for some reason. 
<laughs> I do like the. <laughs> you got you got legs like Tom Platt. And that brings us back around to fate. Okay, fate being fate, let's analyze the situation. Which of my compatriots up in the front lines here has uh, more claws on them? Todd's got four swarming around him, one latched onto his quad. Baba's got three latched onto him and one kind of skittering around his feet. If, if I'm understanding everything correctly, Fate and Baba are standing right next to each other with all these claws on top correct. of them, correct? Wonderful. So I'm going to mosey up right behind them and hit them with the nice thunderclap in their direction and hit a, what is that, thunder wave right behind them? Right on top of them. All right, so I will say you will get all of the remaining claws but you're also gonna get baba yep. and todd yep but the beautiful thing about it is as a evocation specialist wizard i can just skip a couple people that i don't want to hurt how many one plus spells level so yeah two there you go so that is how much damage two d something as long as you don't roll two ones i'm not even gonna bother with the saves cool <laughs> so basically i just kind of saunter up behind these guys rub my hands together a little bit give it a quick blow and and loud boom of thunder instead of the sound of my clapping hands. This wave of force spills out, curves around Todd and Ababa, and just disintegrates these things. Just blasts them out of existence, the dead and the undead ones. So there's just this big, long, greasy stain from oils, <laughs> acid breath, your little acid puddle, and then a blasted landscape. Everybody good? How about you lead off with that move next time? You know, they were a little spread out at first. No, I don't think they were. They, they were. Yeah, they, they were. They were. I, I, needed, I needed you guys to step up and kind of draw them together first. But thank you for your work. Appreciate you. Good looking out. Baba charging in changed that encounter entirely. <laughs> if they'd been able to break up and swarm, it would have been each one of you had four on you. And that would have been a different encounter entirely. <laughs> Recklessness for the win. Axe helicopter may have not taken any out, but it probably <laughs> saved Faith's life. <laughs> no one out. So yeah, you guys are in the clear. You do at that point notice the clouds, which have been on the, the horizon this entire time, begin rushing in. And the storm that has been waiting to break this entire time finally arrives, closing and tightening around the circle of where the camp is. I'm going to get back to running to the base camp. Yeah, get run back to the to yeah to what's it called? Robin Hood did absolutely nothing. Who 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 are you calling Robin Hood? Bob, who did absolutely nothing in that fight. Well, Bob <laughs> is a lumberjack. He's not a trained killer, Todd. I mean, what do you want him? I mean, if we needed trees cut, I mean, he would help. That's a good point. <laughs> you didn't even give him an, an axe back. I guess that is a point. I mean, Bob was going to spend his turn running away. Let's be honest. <laughs> you guys just wiped these things out and whomped them in one round. So yeah, you guys hoof it. Back to the fort, the giant rolling storm clouds keeping pace with you. and But then they halt at the edge of the forest, which surrounds the waypoint. So as you guys kind of get back to the waypoint and go in through the gate on the north side, Paul and his assistant slam the, the palisade gate behind you. And this entire area around the outer palisade now is encircled by giant thunderclouds above, streaks of silver lightning arcing down and back across your vision and out from the forest a kobold horde emerges at its front one dressed in robes holding aloft a giant five-sided crystal in his hand that shoots this bizarre silver energy up into the sky and now you guys are really in the shit and that's where we're going to end for tonight since we're awarding mvps to every episode this i got mvp right that was oh my god <laughs> Um, absolutely not.
I like the idea of awarding MVP. <laughs> I also like the idea of you guys voting on it. Oh, uh, are we allowing each other to selfishly vote for ourselves? Absolutely. In the case of a tie, I get to decide. Well, listen, I will roll intimidation. You don't get to roll on this, dude. You're not playing the game anyway. I thought they all were going to Todd did better than everyone else. (laughs) Todd got poison up better than everyone else. And murdered. And he's got to be murdered. I mean, your first move will be to go buy some cow (laughs) lotion from the duckies. I mean, you have been itching your ass off this entire time. Quite literally, because he's got the crotch itch. (laughs) It's all in the gooch area, and it's taint. But we all did agree. I think everyone agreed it was Todd was MVP, so. Um, I disagree. I landed the arrow shot on the wolf that you ran up on. I pocket sand blinded the second wolf. What? You didn't land no final shot. You didn't land any final shot on any wolf. Or that... I think I got to go with Jazz, though. He did blind that wolf that stopped what? it from what? hitting anyone for that encounter. And and he killed the, the hands. He killed all the hands. Yeah, the wolf I did thirty-five damage to that wolf. <laughs> and I didn't say it. There were two. There were two wolves. You mean in in error? The one you did thirty-five damage to in error? <laughs> listen, listen. I don't know what happened. I it died. I was hit. Well, crits crits are certainly something you should celebrate and are a wonderful magical thing. But you can't accomplish those through anything other than pure dumb luck and confidence. It was a lot of confidence. So while Todd (laughs) had an absolutely spectacular evening rolling, uh, when you look at the actual person who did the most, I think you got to give it to Jazz. Mm. I I think so too. I freed Bob. And that was the whole thing. We were, they were there to get Bob. You did free Bob. I, I figured out the puzzle. Though. We all figured out the puzzle. Yeah, we, you said it first. <laughs> you said it first. We were all going. What? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so everybody's taking, everybody's taking credit for what they were thinking and didn't say? Is that what's up? <laughs> you did say it first. But even once we figured it out, Jazz got it wrong. So he can't be MVP because his numbers didn't add up. <laughs> <laughs> so Jazz or Maggie disqualified from MVP. I mean, if it, if, even if, even MVP got one bad play. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> you fell out a tree. You fell out you a fell tree. tree. It took damage for it. Wait, let me ask you a question. You you got five damage falling out a tree, man. You took the most damage today and fell out a tree. <laughs> I only got three for falling out the tree. But did you see how spectacularly I went up the tree? You also got falsely convinced that you had crotchage for the entire camp for the entire day. And then actually slept in poison. All right. All right. I can see how how that could seem confusing. But in terms of damage dealt, I think I got to say I did really well. You did. You did the most damage. But you're you're the rogue. That's what you do. The rogue does the most damage. So I did my job, and I won. Your job, and definitely, you can't. That can't be the basis of the MVP every single time because you're always going to do the most damage. I didn't even see how that's the case. I ran over there and saved you because you went in there all willy nilly. Didn't hit a thing. Didn't hit a thing. I took four damage. I was not even. I wasn't even sweating it. Yeah, you took four damage because I was there to prevent those other twelve from jumping on you. He took four damage because barbarians take half damage when raging, 
They are tanky as balls, man. It is yeah. hard to kill a barbarian. <laughs> oh, wait. I wish I'd have known that because then I wouldn't even jumped over it. Well, I had no choice. I, I only hit. I, I very <laughs> pointedly did not tell you that. I, I was like, dude, I should tell him, but I'm not going to. Yeah, that's why That's why I went in there in the first place. Oh, see, that makes perfect sense now. Now I, I, I didn't know that. I thought I was helping. And what, first of all, I can't do anything. I can't you do were. anything without rushing in there head first and swiping and tacking. That's hey, what I mean. you went way out of your way not to get a ranged weapon. I did. I did. You're like crossbow. Fuck a bunch of crossbows, man. I want throwing daggers. Okay, cool. You got throwing daggers, dude. Has he thrown a dagger yet? Not one. Not one. Not one. Okay. Nope. Not a single time. Listen, I figured that I can use I can use enough strategy to get in. If it fights too bad. I'm just fighting, hitting, and running. Hitting and I'm out. <laughs> Run as fast as you can is not a strategy. It's an ability you have. But when I use that ability in the strategic manner, then it becomes strategy. Hit and run? I mean, there's what is the strategic manner to just run in and run out? Well, is, not, is guerrilla tactics not a strategy? I knew he was going to say that. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> All right. Well, I hate to say this, but I'm going to call it. Uh, we are giving it to Jazz That's fine. for this episode. That's fine. While while we certainly can give Todd play of the game <laughs> for the critacular wolf that did more damage than it should have, MVP definitely <laughs> goes to Faith. <laughs>